our kids have said to us since we moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, of the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Where home solutions live. Give us a call right now with your question if you need a home solution. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. We're standing by to help you get that project done around your house. Ready to dive in for spring? You ready to fix up your deck? Ready to uh, fix that roof leak? Maybe, uh, here's what I did this week, Leslie. I installed a new dishwasher. Oh, you did? Yep, it was time. So you finally got a dishwasher. I've been asking one for years for Christmas, and you finally got a new dishwasher. (laughs) It's not not a terribly difficult project, so you could do it yourself. Of course, when I'm sure two or three phone calls to me, but I mean, you know, it (laughs) it could get done. So whatever you're working on around your money, pick up the phone. Let us help because it's time to get your fix. The number is one 888 Money pit. Now, here's a project. Is your house lacking in the curb appeal department? If so, adding some really eye-catching details, you know, like trim, can add value, and it's actually easier than you think to install. And there are now products out there that resist wood-destroying insects and rot and mold and mildew, so you will not be adding another maintenance headache to the list. We're going to tell you all about that in just a bit. And if adding that curb appeal means standing on a ladder, do you know how important it is to make sure that you're not going to go plummeting off? Yes, we we do know how important that is. Yeah, but do you know what to do so that you don't (laughs) fall off? It is super important. you got to pay attention because there are important safety measures that you should be following when you're using a ladder. So we're going to get the ups and hopefully not the downs from Tom Silva, the general contractor on TV's This Old House. And also ahead, chairs and other furniture won't last forever. You know, whether it's just age or abuse, wood-based furniture can easily break. If that happens to you, we're going to tell you about a quick, easy, and inexpensive way to fix it. And this hour, one lucky caller is going to get the latest technology and lighting. We've got the C.L dimmers from Lutron, and they give you full-range dimming for halogen and incandescent bulbs. And they can even dim LED, halogen, CFL, and LED bulbs on the same circuit. We've got a set of six worth a total of 130 bucks going out to one lucky caller. So give us a call right now. We will shed some light on your project and your home with the answer to your home improvement question. The number is 1-888-MONEY-PIT. Let's get to it. Leslie, who's first? Bella in North Carolina is on the line with a flooring question. How can we help you? The floor is hardwood. Okay. And my wife would like to replace the hardwood with ceramic tile. So the question is, Can I put the ceramic tile on top of the hardwood, or I need to replace the hardwood? No, no. The hardwood makes a great base for it because it's so strong and straight and flat. So the hardwood would be a great base for the ceramic tile. You could use a thin-set adhesive and probably adhere it right to that existing subfloor. Uh, Now, since the hardwood is finished, 
um, you might need to rough it up first. Or at the least, you could put some thin plywood over the hardwood just so you have an underlayment that could really absorb the glue. So you could use like a Lawan plywood, but there's no reason you can't put ceramic tile right on top of the hardwood floor. Now, the, the commode would have to be, but I would have to use longer. Yes, it would be a good idea to take the commode up uh, because otherwise you're going to have sort of an odd cut of the tile around it. So you would remove the commode and there's a flange that will raise the uh, the drain by the thickness of the tile. And then you put it back together again. Okay? All right, sir. I like your show a lot. Oh, well, thank, thank you. Thank you very much, Bella. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. All right, now we've got Brenda in West Virginia on the line who needs some help with her log cabin. I was wondering if, uh, if it's more economical to put polyurethane on new logs with a sprayer or a roll of the one. You want to have like the shiniest house on the on the block, Brenda? Um, no, I'm not really looking that- for shine. I'm looking for just a protection, uh, the inside. Uh, have to do the inside and the outside. And was putting the polyurethane on the inside. You wouldn't use polyurethane. On the outside, you would use a uh, exterior stain. Right. And there are different types of exterior stain. There's either transparent, semi-transparent, or solid color. Solid color is going to give you the most protection, has the most pigment in it. It has to be redone the least frequently. So that's going to last the longest. Okay. Uh, There are lots of good brands out there, but solid color stain would be the material to use on the outside of that home. And you could apply it, by the way, with a sprayer. You don't. You certainly don't want to brush it because of all the you know nooks and crannies and the uneven surfaces. The easiest way to do that is with a paint sprayer. Okay. All right, Brenda. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can pick up the phone and give us a call at 1-888-MONEYPIT. We're here to give you a hand 24 hours a day, seven days a week. 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Up next, wood trim can really spruce up the outside of your home, but it can also become high-priced real estate for carpenter ants, carpenter bees, and even termites that like to move in and destroy your house. We're going to tell you how to avoid that and add some curb appeal after this. Hey, this is Mike Rowe from Dirty Jobs, and I've just been told that Tom and Leslie might have a dirtier job than me. I find that hard to believe, but then I heard they work in a pit. That's a money pit, but still filthy. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bostitch. Professional quality hand tools, pneumatic and cordless nailers and staplers. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT. One lucky caller this hour is going to get six C.L. dimmers from Lutron. These use the latest technology in dimmers to be fully compatible with LEDs, CFLs, halogen bulbs, and incandescents. So both the energy-efficient and the not-so-efficient bulbs will work with the very same C.L. dimmer. This means your lights are never going to flicker when changing the brightness. It's a prize pack worth $130. Bucks. You're going to get six dimmers in that package. The number to call is one money pit One caller drawn at random from today's show's callers will get that prize package sent to them. All right. Now we've got James on the line. What can we help you with today? Spent a little bit more money this time, and I used a western red cedar for my fence. 
And I was wondering if you recommend I put some kind of stain on that or just let it run its normal color. Well, its normal color is not going to be red. It's going to be dark gray to black. Like silvery gray even. Even though it's it's cedar and naturally insect resistant, it's not going to keep that cedar color. The color will fade pretty quickly. So if you want to keep the color, you do have to stain it. And I would use a solid color stain on top of that. Okay. Solid color exterior stain. And make sure you get the edges of the boards Otherwise, it will rot, especially from the bottom on up. All right. And with cedar, you know, a lot of manufacturers recommend leaving it unfinished for 6 to 12 months, but that's not true with cedar. Cedar, you should finish right away. This way it stays really nice. Okay. Um, should I get a product with a seal in it or a sealer in it or just the, just the color? Exterior stains have sealers built into them, okay. James. So that's going to protect it, just an exterior siding stain. Great. Well, I appreciate it. You're very welcome. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Well, is your home looking a little shabby on the outside? It is the perfect time of year to step up your home's curb appeal. Having a home that looks beautiful from the street can raise its value and make your neighbors love you. But how do you do this without creating a maintenance headache? Well, you can do so by using products made by our sponsor, Fipon. Now, Fipon can help you add stylish touches that won't fall victim to bugs or warping, cracking, or even splitting because their products are made of sealed polyurethane. So those pests and that moisture simply cannot get in and they look like concrete, stone, or even wood. Yeah, they're really beautiful, and adding Fipon products is pretty easy, even if you've got no eye for design. So, for example, you could take your front door and make it a real showpiece just by adding a couple of pilasters on either side of the door. Then on top, you add a decorative pediment, which you can choose from a variety of styles. You can use a peaked cap style or even one that makes more of a statement with a sunburst. Or you can start smaller and just add a window panel under your bay window to show it off. If you want to see lots of ideas, you can go to Fipon's website, and that is at fipon.com. That's spelled F-Y-P-O-N.com. Mildred in California is on the line with an air conditioning question. What can we do for you? Yes, I'm in uh, Sonora, California, and in the summertime, we usually have three to six weeks that maybe it gets up to 110, maybe 112, I mean, really hot. Okay. Uh, whenever my, I've got a roof, central heat, and air conditioning unit, so whenever the air conditioner kicks on, it's like hot air comes out first and it even smells almost like the furnace is on until it gets that hot air out of the vents, I guess. But they tell me I've got plenty of insulation. It's a tight little house. I've got the screens on the window to keep the sun out and everything to keep my energy bill down and everything. But that first gush of hot air, can, can can you get rid of that? No, not unless you move. <laughs> you know, your 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 uh, forced air system is going to have stale air that's going to be in it, and it's going to get really, really hot. And when you first turn on the system, it's going to blow all that out of there. It somehow. And it'll take a couple of uh, cycles for that to do that. So what you're describing is totally normal, uh, and it lasts for a very short period of time. And it's something that uh, you really kind of have to live with. I wondered if maybe there was like something where you could put insulation around the the. No, because you, it's not. There, there's nothing to cool the air. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh well, like, it just really shocked me. I, I guess I've never lived any place that it got this hot at one right. time. <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully we have put your mind at ease. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Terry in Arkansas is on the line with the tiling question. What are you working on? 
it's a bathroom floor and a, a walk-in shower. Okay. And I was just wondering on my uh, tile on the floor, should I be leaving a quarter-inch gap all the way around next to the wall? Between the f- first tile and the wall where you're going to have your wall tile sort of sit on top of? Yes. I, I don't know. I would try. I feel like a quarter inch doesn't seem like a lot, but once you deal with grout at those joinery points, they lack the flexibility to sort of stand up to the normal wear and tear and movement. So, you know, after you get cranking in the shower, you know, maybe give it a year and that grout's going to start to crack out. Right. Whereas, you know, caulk sort of sealing these two areas, you know, really getting as close as you can with the tile to that corner area or that wall surface, that caulk will sort of seal everything together and move with it. Um, I have a contractor friend who likes to mix grout with silicone caulk. I haven't seen the results. He raves about his work. I'm not sure if it really works, but he does talk about it. Tom, what do you think? Does that work? I don't like the idea of mixing it together. Right. It seemed like the composition was off. (laughs) Right. Exactly. No, it doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah, so if I were you, I'd just get as close as you can to that wall surface and then just caulk the edge so that it'll move with it. Okay, and my other question was, uh, um, would you guys uh, recommend thin set or a type of mastic on the shower walls? Well, I would use a tile mastic because the the thin set is more of a leveling bed sometimes, and I, I would use the tile mastic on the shower walls. This way you'll get good adhesion. And make sure you use a glue trowel on it because it really requires the glue to stand up a little bit to be able to grab the edge of the tile. Okay. I appreciate it. All right. Well, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Dave in Oregon's having an issue with the counter sink combo. What can we do for you? Uh, I've got a, uh, uh, a bathroom sink that's a combination. The sink is built into the top, the counter okay. top, sort of a composite. Right. Uh-huh. Uh, it's not a. It's not real granite or anything. It's just got a surface amount and then composite underneath. Yeah, it's probably soapstone. Okay, and the bottom of that sink now is really rough. It's turned yellow and it's all scratched up. Yeah, the finishes don't last, uh, you know, indefinitely on that, and that's sort of the normal wear cycle for that kind of product. Uh, I don't think that it's worthwhile for you to try to fix it. I would just replace that top. It shouldn't be terribly expensive. Refinishing it, I was getting uh, a large amount of money. Yeah, it's kind of crazy. It's like you don't want to throw good money um, into a, a product that you know wasn't really li- designed to last indefinitely. But those tops that are molded like that, they're standard sizes. You can disconnect the faucet, take the whole faucet and drain assembly apart. Then you can loosen up the top. Typically, it's only caulked in place. You have to kind of take a careful look at it and see how it how it looks. But try to get that top off, drop the new one in, then hook back up the drain and the faucet. With any luck, you can use exactly the same plumbing connections. And then when you set the top in, you look at the alignment. Sometimes uh, when you look at the inside corner where it strikes the wall, there could be some spackle that's built up right there, and it, it creates a bit of a gap. If that's the case, don't cut the top. Cut the wall. I've done a lot of sort of wall surgery procedures where I very carefully cut around say the backsplash and the countertop and then sort of just press that countertop into the wall nice and tight and then caulk the seam so we didn't have to cut the tops. Oh, okay. Well, I, I think part of the problem is, is that this was a custom job. So it's not it's not a regular top. Are you sure about that? Because even if it's a custom, I'm, I'm telling you, people don't mold these for individual like bathrooms. Site. It's just okay, not... Okay, because it's not... offset. One side's got a, some sink space. The other side is up against the cabinet. Right. So I bet four inches between the cabinet and the listen. And the sink then. I bet if you did a uh, an internet search or checked with a good 
uh, kitchen and bath supplier that uh-huh. you would be able to find that as a product that you can order. Uh, okay. I was thinking if I do that, though, I may want to just go to a regular ceramic sink rather than trying to get a uh, one of those. Again. Well, you know the four most expensive words in home improvement, don't you? While you're at it. <laughs> home improvement projects have a viral-like quality to them. You start small, but it just keeps growing. Dave, good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Renee in Illinois, you've got the money pit. How can we help you today? Hi. Um, I have a a, shower, a metal shower stall that I'm wanting to replace that's in a like a basement where one wall is concrete block and the drain is in concrete slab. But I'm wanting to put in, I have a real tight space that's like 36 inches roughly, so I and have to put the plumbing because of where the toilet is on the wall between the toilet and the shower stall. Okay. So what I'm wondering is, can I, like, glue that, uh, you know, they make that solid surface walls that you can get, like, three walls? Right. Mm-hmm. Can I just glue that onto that concrete block that's been painted with enamel paint, or do I have to uh, fur it out? Here's what and- I think the best way is to handle the situation. I, I wouldn't put the liners in because you don't really have a surface to work from. I would simply consider replacing the old metal shower stall with one of the prefabricated fiberglass ones. Now, they come broken down, so you have the shower pan, then you have the walls. They all assemble together nice and neat. They lock together. They're ready to accept a shower door or a shower curtain rod if you want to use that. And it'll give you a real permanent surface that is going to be very, very water-resistant. I think that if you try to kind of modify what you have right now by just adding liners to it, you're kind of starting with a bad um, structure, so to speak, underneath. So I would eliminate that, go with a a fiberglass shower stall, and start clean. I think you're going to be much happier in the long run if you do that. Okay. Thank you. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Say, are you afraid to use a ladder? Or maybe the idea of using the ladder isn't as scary as, say, the idea of falling off. Well, we've got tips on safe ladder usage from a guy who knows the ups and downs very well. Tom Silva from TV's This Old House is joining us next. On the Money Pit Radio Show, pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home. The Money Pit is brought to you by Anderson Windows. Right now at the Home Depot, all special order Anderson Windows, patio doors, and accessories are 10% off. Replacing windows or patio doors is always a big decision. Saving 10% on Anderson and lowering energy bills? Well, that's easy. And Anderson makes replacing your old drafty windows easy with a new 400 series tilt wash double hung replacement window. Now 10% off at the Home Depot. Valid through April 22nd, U.S. only. See store for details. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Hey, do you want to learn how you can save money, energy, and maybe do your part to save the planet as well? Just in time for Earth Day. Take a look at our green product guide right now on moneypit.com, which is presented in part by the Philips Lighting Company. That's right. Philips has created products that can save energy in all of your lighting fixtures while making your home really look fantastic. See what light can do at philips.com. 888-666-3974 is the number you need to know to get a hold of us. Pick up the phone and call 888-MONEY-PIT right now and let us help you with your home improvement question.
Well, if you're heading outside for home repairs up high, a sturdy ladder is a must. But besides having a ladder, you actually need to understand how to use it properly to make sure that gravity doesn't get the best of you. Well, that's right. Ladder falls send hundreds of people to emergency rooms every year, and some falls can even be fatal. Joining us now with both the ups and the downs of ladder safety is Tom Silva, the general contractor from TV's this old house. And Tom, I got to tell you, as the once victim of a ladder that left its imprint on me from head to toe, oh, no. I'm sure you may have known a few from your own experience. It doesn't take much for a ladder to turn against you, does it? Uh, definitely does not take much for a ladder to turn against you. I had one break on me once. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So I think the most common mistake folks make with ladders is setting them up improperly. They, they're they too vertical. They're not vertical enough. They're not uh, actually ladders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I want to step back and say one thing. I think the biggest mistake people make when, when buying a ladder is they buy the cheapest one they can find. Right, and that is a critical and mistake. that's a big mistake. Um, but, uh, yeah, knowing how to set up a ladder is very, very important. Uh, you want to make sure that it extends correctly. You want to make sure that it's the right angle, not too steep, not too shallow, should mm-hmm. I say. Yep. So the idea of it is, is number one, to also make sure it's not inside out. Some ladders can be set up different than others. And if you have a good quality ladder, you'll notice that the round rung, there is a flat side. Right. The flat side you should be standing on. It's easier on your feet. The other thing is, is you want to make sure that when you set the ladder up at the correct angle, on some of the ladders, there's actually a square on the side of the ladder that you can... Like a triangle. That's right. You Mm -hmm. line that up. Almost like a small framing square. Right. And you set that framing square up. At the right angle, so it's plumb and level on the bottom, and that tells you that. If you don't have one, if you stand with your feet against the ladder bottom and you run your hand out shoulder height, the palm of your hand should sit flat on the ladder rung. That's a good uh, sort of rule of thumb. Now, where that ladder sits on the ground is important. Now, if it's on the soil, um, good idea to flip out those uh, stakes, so to speak, at the bottom of the ladder so it really presses down into the ground? Yeah. If you look on a ladder, you'll see that these flappers are the feet. A lot of people leave them on the ground flat. You basically want to flip them up so that the teeth will dig into the ground. It's also important that you try to level the ground. So if you have a... I always carry a claw hammer with me. That's just who I am. Right. I actually have one with me right now, though. (laughs) But I basically take a claw hammer and I dig out a section of the ground just big enough to get the leg of the ladder in it and make sure that the ladder is running up the building plumb. Now, what about when you're leaning your ladder against your home? I mean, a lot of times you're encountering gutters, and Mm. they're not really the most sturdiest of structures to be leaning against. No, if they're an aluminum gutter and it's uh, basically the type of brackets on that aluminum gutter can make a big difference. If you have a spiked and ferro gutter. Now, that's the type of, when you say ferrules, those sort of little tubes that the long nails go through, correct? Yeah, and those spikes and ferrules actually don't allow the, the gutter to get compressed if you lean a ladder against it. But if you can't see those nail heads, the little circles on the face of the gutter, you don't have spikes and ferrules. And by leaning the ladder against an aluminum gutter, you can actually pop the gutter out of those fasteners and compress the gutter. So you want to take something up the ladder with you. Again, you have to be careful when you walk up because you don't want to pop it. Slide a two by four in there. 
against the inside edge and the fascia board, and that will stop the the ladder from compressing the gutter. A couple other things to look out for. Overhead wires, of course, you always need to look up. Every <laughs> once in a while, we hear about someone who's been electrocuted because they didn't do that. Right. You don't see an electrician with an aluminum ladder, by the way. <laughs> no way. For good reason. With, that's right. Fiberglass, because he knows if you hit a wire, you're going to get electrocuted. And also tree limbs. Another thing that's handy is you want to make sure that you could also use these standoffs that actually hold the ladder away from you. So if you're painting a window, the standoffs go on each side of the window and you can paint right in there because you don't want to be too low. The ladder should always be higher than you need it to be and you work through the rung of the ladder. So if you're going up to a roof, the ladder should go up past the roof three or four feet. And those standoffs are very handy because they do allow you to sort of work around the ladder. Hmm. Invariably, if you're on a ladder and you're trying to do something, this happens every year when I'm hanging holiday lights. You get to that point where it's just almost too close to work behind yeah. it. Yeah, you get up to the top, you're right on, you got to stand back, and that's not smart. No, yeah. Not, a, stand, good, not a good idea. The standoffs are actually, I actually love a standoff. I think they're great. Now, what about step ladders? I think people really just get complacent about it because, you know, it's a couple steps off the ground. Yeah, How dangerous step. could yeah, it be? Yeah, yeah, it could be very dangerous. It's a dare, too, when it says don't step above this, this uh, step. Yeah, they tell you, right? It's always in big, right, <laughs> right, big red, red letters. Which right? means <laughs> stand right here. Yeah, yeah exactly. that's what people think. Yeah. Yeah. They stand there. I, I don't even like to see people standing on the top or the second one down. You should be down the third and lower uh, because... You don't have any balance. You don't have anything to hold on to. Mm-hmm. You could be hanging a light fixture. And think about it. You're in the air on the top of the ladder. My favorite step ladder is one that's a two-sided step ladder. I have a fiberglass two-sided. It's great for father-son projects. Yeah, and It's very stable. And it's stable on both sides. There's lots of times when you want to get on the other side of that ladder. Right. Those steps are really great. I agree with you. So a ladder is a great tool, but you've got to be really careful to make sure gravity always remains your friend. And buy a good one. And buy a good quality one. Great advice. Tom Silva from TV's This Old House. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit. As always, it's my pleasure. All right, you can catch the current season of This Old House and Ask This Old House on PBS. For your local listings and some great step-by-step videos and home improvement projects you can tackle this weekend, visit thisoldhouse.com. Up next, unless your wood furniture is getting the same care as the antiques at maybe a museum like the Smithsonian, they're going to break eventually. If that happens, we can tell you how to keep that broken chair out of the trash and get it back into your house for use. There's an easy way to do that. There's some products that can help. We'll share those secrets next. The Money Pit is brought to you by Bear Premium Exterior Weatherproofing Wood Stains and Finishes. Formulated to restore, beautify, and protect deck fences and siding year-round. Bear is available exclusively at the Home Depot, where you can visit the new Exterior Wood Care Center, built to help you find the right products and colors for your project. For more information, visit BEHR.com. live in a Money Pit. The Money Pit is brought to you by Lutron Dimmers and Sensors. Tired of reminding your family to turn off the lights? Install a Lutron Maestro occupancy sensor and you'll never have to remind them again. It works with all bulb types and only takes about 15 minutes to install. For easy upgrades with big impact, choose Lutron. Visit ChooseLutron.com. 
Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And the number here is 888-MONEY-PIT. Pick up the phone and give us a call for the answers to your home improvement questions and for a chance to win this hour's prize. We've got a package of C.L light dimmers by Lutron and you get three Diva dimmers. They sound so glamorous for your wall switches and three credenza dimmers for your lamps. And these are great because these C.L dimmers work with more than 200 kinds of light bulbs. So there's really no confusion here. It's going to work. And it's a prize package worth 130 bucks. So give us a call at 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. All right. Now we've got Ed in West Virginia. You've got the Money Pit. How can we help you? Yes. Uh, I'm thinking about building a... <clears throat> I guess it would be called a, a porch, since it's going to be like a deck with a porch with a roof over it. Okay. And with a patio beneath. And uh, I was wondering whether I should use composite material or just treated wood. Uh, since it's going to be covered, I figured the treated wood may be uh, the best way to go. Well, the treated wood will last a long time. And because it's not going to be exposed to the sunlight, it also will be less likely to crack and check. Mm-hmm. And also less likely to need to be refinished as mm-hmm. often as one that were baking in the sun. Right. Okay, so the treated would be would be just as good. It would be fine. It's going to be less expensive. Mm-hmm. And you are going to need to refinish it from time to time, but because it's under a roof, it's not going to be exposed uh, to the UV radiation and therefore it's not going to crack and check and it'll look good for a long time i see okay well good and you'll save some money okay that's that's what it's all about well if you've got kids you probably understand that most wooden chairs are temporary meaning that eventually someone's going to break one and the most common breaks are a leg cracking or an arm that breaks off and in the old days that meant two things either the entire arm or leg had to be replaced or you use the chair for firewood (laughs) but that's not the case anymore That's right. Now, the experts at Elmer's, they say all it takes is a little wood glue and a clamp to fix that broken chair. And they make glue, the folks at Elmer's, so they know what they're talking about. Now, you have to match the broken pieces as best as you can and apply the glue and then clamp all of those pieces in place together. Now, Elmer's makes a carpenter's wood glue and a carpenter's wood glue max, depending on how much stress the break will be under. Now, the cool thing about these glues is that once they're dry, they can be sanded, stained, or even painted, and they're going to be invisible, which is awesome. And they also set really fast and last longer than, get this, the wood itself. Now, Elmer's is a proud sponsor of the Money Pit. And if you want to learn more, visit Elmer's website at elmers.com. That's Elmer's, E-L-M-E-R-S dot com. Lisa and I was on the line dealing with some vinyl siding. How can we help you today? Hi. uh, We were just wondering, there's lots of stuff out on the internet about how to take care of it and wash the vinyl siding. And we just wanted to see what you guys thought about what's the best way to do it. A very simple uh, solution to that. There's a product that's available at Lowe's and lots of hardware stores called Crud Cutter, K-R-U-D-K-U-T-T-E-R. Environmentally friendly product. You apply it to the siding, let it sit for 10 or 15 minutes, rinse it off, and it does a really good job of of cleaning it. They have an exterior cleaner uh, version specifically of Crud Cutter. You do have to wet your plants down underneath it, but other than that, it's a really easy way to uh, clean your siding. Do you have sort of uh, mildew and algae that's forming on it? Yeah, there's some little um, there's some little black specks that are there. It comes right off just if we wipe it like with a damp cloth. Yeah, you want to get right on that. If there's little black specks. That could be artillery fungus, which can sort of eat away at the surface of the vinyl, and that's often caused by uh, the kind of mulch that you use around the house. Okay. So if you have shredded mulch 
uh, you have a higher risk of getting the artillery fungus if you have uh, chips or bark um, than you usually don't. Okay. Give that crud cutter a try. I think you'd be very happy with it. Okay, great. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Thanks for your help. You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Are those weeds already rearing their ugly heads in your beautiful yard? Well, we're going to tell you about one very common weed and how you can get rid of it after this. The Money Pit is brought to you by Santa Fe, makers of the world's most energy-efficient basement and crawlspace dehumidifier. Santa Fe offers a complete line of high-capacity ENERGY STAR-rated dehumidifiers, specifically designed to effectively operate in the cooler temperatures of crawlspaces and basements. Visit dehumidifiersolutions.com to learn more. Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And one of the questions we hear all the time here on the Money Pit is, what do I do about a wet basement? If you've got water problems in your house, if you've got water in your basement, or even in your crawl space, chances are very, very high that the problem is not your basement at all. It's usually the drainage system. So log on to our website at moneypit.com, search basement waterproofing tips. It is actually one of the most popular pieces of content on the site. We will walk you through the step-by-step on how to make that problem go away once and for all, and you will be shocked to find that it costs almost no money to make it go away. It is super, super cheap. It has everything to do with your gutter system, how it's designed, how it's draining, and also the grading around your house. And it's online at moneypit.com. All right. And while you're online, post your question in the community section. I've got one here from Melissa who wrote, Hey guys, I have a new ugly weed in my yard. My neighbor says they're called Nuts Edge. Any idea on how to get rid of them without killing my lawn? You know, that's actually very common weed in the United States. It can simply be pulled uh, if you get it right now, if you pull it before the late summer when it actually starts to seed. And make sure you get the roots. If that doesn't work, you can use an organic herbicide with clove oil. Clove oil works really good on broadleaf weeds uh, like Nuts Edge, and that will take care of the problem, Melissa. Mm-hmm. All right. I hope that helps. I've never even seen that. I was telling you earlier, Tom, that we found a scallion in our yard. How weird is that? that things Just one scallion. Grow? Just one on its own, which you know it probably came from a bird's tush and was <laughs> very well fertilized. My husband would not let me eat it, but I was fascinated by the He's whole a wise thing. man. I keep that out of my salad, Listen. <laughs> All right. Next up, I've got a post from Ted who writes, I have some cracks in my driveway that I fear will get worse in the summer sun. Can I repair the cracks myself or do I need an entirely new driveway. Driveway repairs uh, and cracks are very, very common, uh, especially in, in asphalt as well as in, as in concrete. And so it's kind of a several step process. Uh, for the cracks in the driveway, you simply use a driveway crack repair material. There are a variety of them out there. Typically, they're latex-based these days, which is nice, makes the water clean up. But you clean out the old crack, you apply the the crack filler. If there's any bigger holes, you can use a patching compound, and then you can reseal the entire driveway. And on our website at moneypit.com, we've got driveway sealing and repair easy tips for great results, an article that will kind of walk you through it. And that is right there online for free at moneypit.com.
Mm -hmm. And it's an easy project to tackle and it will make your driveway look a gajillion times better, Ted. All right, I've got a post here from Alice who writes, I want to hang silk curtains in my living room. Is it true that silk fades? Well, Alice, you know, all fabrics are going to fade unless you get, you know, an outdoor fade resistant fabric like a sunbrella or something like that. But Nobody's really using those on their interiors. So what you need to think about is how the light is getting into the space. And there are coatings that you can put on your windows. You may even already have a window in your home with a low E coating, which reduces the transference of light into the home, thus will reduce the fading. I think, you know, it's the nature of the beast. Silk drapes are beautiful. The backside is what's going to fade. Generally, a silk drape is going to be lined and interlined. So the lining will be what will fade. And generally, that's white or off-white. So you're not really going to see that too much. So I say, enjoy your beautiful drapes. Don't be afraid. Put up something really stylish and fabulous and change that look of your room. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Thank you so much for spending this hour with us. It's now time to stop listening to the radio and go outside and get something done. You know there's a project on your list. If you ever get stuck 24-7, you can always pick up the phone and call us at 888-MONEYPIT or log on to moneypit.com and post your question online right there. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.